Welcome to the Accra Community Church Podcast. So glad you stopped by. We hope that as you listen to today's sermon, the Holy Spirit through his word will refill you, recharge you, and equip you for the rest of your journey with him. Listen to today's sermon. This is a very special service for for me and my family. It is it is our last service um, with ACC for this season. I'm sure by God's grace we'll have the opportunity to to have other services with you. By the end of a week we will leave Accra and and relocate to to Dakar, Senegal, where I will be posted. We came in Ghana over five years ago, precisely on April 1st. 2014 and we didn't know much of Ghana all we knew was that this was the country where God wanted us to be and in all these five years God has Ghana has been a land of blessing for us in many respects and we thank God for his love and and faithfulness God has been good to us as a family we had a daughter here in South Africa we didn't have a daughter we had boys so Ghana gave us a daughter. But beyond that, we met some wonderful friends, some friends for life, some very dear brothers and sisters, many of you. So we thank God. Moving from the country to another is not, is not new to me. It's not new to my family. In September 1999, just before turning 19, I left Ivory Coast for France for my studies. In 2007, my wife and I, we left France for Johannesburg, South Africa. Then in April 2014, we left Joburg and came to Ghana. And in all these moves, we've seen God's good hand upon our lives. He has blessed us. He has increased us. The young man that was living Ivory Coast in 1999, it's not the same. God has done so many good things for us. And we do not take it for granted. We thank God. It's not today's message, but let me just open a bracket and say there are several instances in the scripture showing God's blessing people as they move. It is often God's way to open our eyes to opportunities. Abraham is an example of that. And many of us in the room have experienced and will conquer. In the secular world, we call it exposure. You see something different something new drive across ghana leave where you are go to the north to the east see new lands and see what god will show you as he was moving he showed abraham he said look all of this is yours because he was moving so there is a blessing in that and i want to encourage you as god will call you to to respond and move let me close that bracket we've been members of several churches including in ghana churches where we've served where we've been a blessing and where we've grown but we've never been part of a church the way we are part of ACC. ACC, Accra Community Church, for our auntie visiting, is Accra Community Church. It is just over five months old. And we consider it a privilege to have been part of a journey so far and serve God here, building wonderful friendships. We know that God will continue what he has started for the church. We'll keep praying for the church and we'll stay in touch. There is already an appointment in 2020 in Dakar with the kids ministry so uh, 
the kids ministry leaders have an appointment in Dakar 2020 by God's grace. So if you want to be part of that, you know what to do during the kids ministry. They need some volunteers to support in, in raising our children. For today's message, let's turn to, to Proverbs 3. Proverbs chapter 3, and we'll read from verse 1 to 10. This is a very special text to me. In 1999, when I arrived in France as a student, as a young Christian, the, the Holy Spirit led me to this wonderful text in my, in my devotion and, and presented it to me like a roadmap. So Solomon was talking to his son, but it felt like God was talking to me. Say, this is how I would like you to live your life in this new country. So this is a, a very special text to me, which I want to share. It was like God saying, I have a lot of good things in store for you, but this is how you ought to live. It would not be true if I say that I have done everything that is said and I've been super, super obedient. That will not be true. There were times where my connection was, with God was not strong. And probably because there was no MTN there. You know, everywhere you go, MTN gives you connection. But there were times where I lost my connection. So, uh, but God has been good. He has helped me to stay on track. And I can say that these, these timeless principles, they do work. Let's read. My son, I'm reading from NIV. Do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart. For they will prolong your life many years and bring you peace and prosperity. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Some version will say kindness, truth. Mercy never leaves you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name. A good name in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes fear the Lord and shun evil this will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones honor the Lord with your wealth with the first fruits of all your crops then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine amen this is a very well-known passage very explicit in presenting great promises of God. And these promises are triggered by specific behavior from us. In, in the even verse, so verse 2, verse 4, verse 6, 8, 10, you have the promise. And in the old verse, you have the condition. So 10 verses, 5 promises. A prolonged life, peace, Prosperity, that's the first promise. Favor and a good name before God and man. Having our path straight, a good health, and prosperity or increase. There are some, some religion or spiritual practices promising some of this or all of these blessings. Peace, good health, prosperity, and many other things. I have never practiced them, but I know some people did including relatives who have been involved in such practices. And many of them, if not all, have been deceived. 
we've heard a couple of weeks ago our uncle Edwin talking about how he's been deceived through some oriental meditation now what we have here is different the one who is speaking is God for I will hasten my word to perform it God says in Jeremiah 1 12 this is the difference the one who makes the promise we serve a covenant keeping God a promise keeper the promises or the blessings are triggered by five items which I want to discuss briefly our relationship or our attitude to God's word our attitudes to people our attitudes towards evil our attitude towards ourselves and our attitude towards wealth and money and depending on how we behave vis-a-vis these various items God's promises are for us our relationship or our attitude towards God's word my son do not forget my teaching but keep my commands in your heart this is the first condition and I believe it has a bearing on others in the beginning was the word we hear from from John Sola Scriptura we studied recently God is inviting us to keep his word in our minds in our hearts in our lives let the word of Christ dwell richly among you Paul will teach the church of Colossians if the word of God no longer has authority on our lives then God does not have authority on our lives this great mighty and powerful God he comes to us very humbly with a book he could have been shouting and imposing himself but he comes to us very humbly with a book a book which we can choose to reject a book which we can choose to neglect a book we can choose to argue with he says for example do not steal or trust me so the question is will we submit to this word in this book will we embrace it will we cherish it or will we neglect it or ignore it your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path our attitude towards the word of God will determine a lot in our lives the way you see or perceive the word of the word of God will affect the way you live to a large extent God's instructions or commands are not meant to hurt us or prevent us from enjoying life on the contrary God's commands protect us they are for our good sins destroy it brings death the wage of sin is death it robs our peace and can rob our health or our lives brothers and sisters I want to encourage us to to cherish the Word of God to spend time in reading the Word of God we cannot afford to have our weekly dose on Sunday morning when somebody is at the pulpit that's good that's one way of God's blessing us through various ministries in the church but we cannot afford just relying on that we need and must develop a relationship with the Word of God where God speaks to us personally and feeds our souls and our minds let's receive God's Word and keep it in our hearts in my walk my relationship with God with the Word of God has been an indication of my spiritual growth I know the last time I spent reading the Word of God I know there is something wrong and and I know that I become spiritually weak and vulnerable we know how Jesus overcame 
temptation through the word of God. Let me connect this point to the point number three. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. Our attitudes towards evil is critical. We tend to associate wisdom to words and good advice. But this is not all wisdom is about. Wisdom is action. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear God. Shun evil. It is action. It's not just giving good advice to people. Wisdom is more than that. The picture God gave me as I was reading this, he wanted to show me that my attitude towards evil needed to be uh, very clear. It's like you have a line, clear line. And this is the line that separates good from bad. And some of us, and myself included, we tend to come and play close to the line. Your attitude towards evil, you don't stay away. You don't, you don't run away from it. You are close to it. You think you are wise that you can overcome. Say, so do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear God, shun evil. Your attitude towards evil is critical. You cannot, as a Christian, by God's grace, we cannot condone it and, and I don't know, take it casually. We have to have a clear attitude towards evil. Our attitude towards people. In verse 3, say, Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablets of your heart. If you bind them around your neck, where will they be when you move? They will be with you. You cannot leave them behind. If they are in your heart, they are with you. This is an invitation to be witness of Christ for our community, speaking in love, speaking in truth, showing mercy. It is my prayer that we will continue to grow as a church on this path. There will be some difficulties. Uh, there will be some challenges at ACC. There will be different views. There will be disagreement. They will even have offenses, not necessarily willingly. But my prayer is that love, mercy, and truth will prevail as these challenges uh, are facing the church. And I pray that God's grace will abound in the church when such time come. The promise with such an attitude is that it attracts God's favor. If you long for God's favor, develop an attitude of mercy, of truthfulness. Develop an attitude of kindness. It attracts God's favor, according to this verse, and many others. Honor God with your wealth. In verse 9, honor the Lord with your wealth with the first fruit of all your crops. It is very interesting to see that it says first, honor God with your wealth. Not part of your wealth, not just your offering at church, but everything you have, honor God with that. The way you spend the wealth that God gives you, the way you allocate your resources, the way you give, you, the way you earn that wealth, honor God with your wealth. I'm sure many of us aspire to bring up our children in God's way and we often tackle a number of spiritual or, or, ment or moral issues but not necessarily teach our children how to handle resources. So Solomon is very wise to teach his son how he should handle what he will receive from God. Honor God with your wealth and then in a very specific way Honor God with your first fruit. 
first fruit to me speaks about priority about quality in our giving towards god's work your giving towards god's work should not come after you have sorted out everything and then bring the remnant to god's kingdom you put god first through your giving we see some examples of jesus drawing attention of such quality giving he would say this woman gave more than everybody although it was a very small amount of money we see the new believers in the book of Acts selling and sharing the wealth with one another. Church, I want to encourage us to be generous individually and corporately. God will continue to provide for you faithfully. He will supply all of your needs exceedingly. That's the promise of God. Not in holding, but in giving. And in honoring God in doing that. In honoring God. Will you see God in the way you handle your finances? A high view of God even in the way we handle our finances. Let me close with verse 5 and 6. Very well-known verse, verses. Trust in the Lord with all of your, your heart and lean not on your own understanding. I used to be a Sunday school teacher, so I would make kids repeat this over and over again. But let me say it for you so that you don't repeat it. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him submit to him and he will make your path straight again the goal of the parents or the goal of God in this verse is to make our path straight not waza waza straight to prevent us from taking costly shortcuts to avoid ways that will lead to distractions on the contrary is offering a solution to make our path straight straight into a joyful life straight into a god honoring life and he says there are three steps to it three steps to a joyful life three steps to a god honoring life number one Put your trust in God with all your heart. Bank on the promises of God. Someone said, throw yourself at God. That's the only person that will catch you. Bank on the promises of God. Step by step in your, in your life. Trust in the good, in an all-satisfying, in an all-sufficient, and all-providing God. Bank on his promises. We just sang nothing compares to the promise we have in him his promises are yes and amen in jesus christ trust in the lord with all your heart that's the first step and the second do not lean on your own understanding do not lean on your own understanding now i know in this room there are many many very smart and qualified people but god says do not lean on your own understanding. My understanding of this is, is a conscious choice not to be self-reliant. You have to turn away from, from relying on yourself. You have to speak to yourself and say, listen, self, listen, brain, you don't have it all. You are finite. Your understanding is limited. Your information is limited. All you understand is what you see and what your brain can process. So deliberately, Refuse to rely only on what your brain can do. What your talents or skills can do. It doesn't mean we can't think. It doesn't mean we will not do anything. 
but it means we will not bank on our understanding we will not bank on our brains and abilities the horse is made ready for the day of battle but victory belongs to the lord so as you prepare as you plan you deliberately know that you will not lean and rely only on how good your preparation was but you will put your trust in god you will not lean on your own understanding there are so many things we turn to or we can turn to education experience friends but god is calling us not to lean on our own understanding and then lastly in all your ways acknowledge him submit to him in every turn in every decision in in all new conversations you send the prayer to the father you acknowledge him father i need you in this deal you draw god's presence into your business father i need you in this relationship i need you in this move to dakar i need you to speak to your people i need you to be a good mother a good husband father you are decisive for me and and one way one of the ways to acknowledge god is to give him thanks to give thanks in all circumstances that's one way to acknowledge god in all you do give thanks for your work for the income he gives you for your family for your good health three steps to make our path straight into a god honoring life you trust in him in his promises renounce self reliance and acknowledge him in all your ways this is what god gave me as a young man as a road map for my life i've not always done that but i know from my little experience that god has kept his word when i applied myself to trust in him to renounce relying on myself when i apply myself to kindness and i apply myself to generosity when i apply myself to making god's word an important part of my life on a daily basis i've seen that god has kept his promise he has increased me he has blessed me and not only me many of us here i just want to encourage us to go deeper and see more of god as we as we apply these principles into our lives shall we pray
a good attitude towards your word that your word will have authority in our lives that your word will be a lamp to our feet that your word will have authority in our church in our families shall we say God I commit to you your people and I ask that you shall open the floodgates of heaven and bless your children towards God's word and perhaps not well in your giving in expressing kindness and mercy it could be that you have done well in generosity and not so well in trusting God and not leaning on your own understanding would you pray and ask God to to strengthen you and help you show you where you need to to let him guide you Thank you. We hope this sermon blessed you. If it did, will you consider sharing it with a friend? And if you're in Accra looking for a spirit-filled community to worship with, why don't you join us at Mikado Plaza, Aboni Junction, Accra, 
on Sundays from 9 to 10.30 a.m. You can also follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Accra Church and visit our website, accrachurch.org, for more sermons. God bless you.